this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Put the key in the car, turn the ignition, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Bless you, my child. 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 Isaac, get me closer to the Pope. Sure. Hey, is that hand cream? Or disinfectant? Here, give me some. Actually, no. Hey, Isaac! Give that back! This cream doesn't smell like anything special to me. Isaac, you're not supposed to use it. Why not? It's just hand cream. <clears throat> Come on, I'll get you closer. Man, you used half the tube. I know, and it doesn't even feel greasy at all. At all. shouldn't take any chances around the Pope. All agents, this is a code red. Secure the Sentinel and move him to the safe zone 3 now. Oh my god, Jeremy. That's Isaac on the floor. Let me through. Move. Isaac. Isaac's son. Wake up. Someone. Help. Kingdom Radio Theater. <laughs> Broken Bard Studios. The purest, most unadulterated expression of freedom lies entirely in the act of murder. Did that get your attention? I trust this guy with my life. Thank you. 
Prince Isaac was near death and unresponsive when the king rushed to him as he laid on the floor. People were gathered around, mostly curious and concerned. Asilas picked up his son and carried him to the safe zone where the Pope was. He brought Isaac to the Pope and said, Holy Father, please save my son. The Pope took Isaac's hand and prayed in Latin for several minutes. Then, miraculously, Isaac opened his eyes and was fully revived. As tears of joy streamed down the king's face, the queen entered the room. Everyone became suddenly quiet as she made her way to be with her son. However, she did not even look at the silence, nor spoke a word to him. Still, together they stayed with their son as paramedics led him away to the medical ward of the castle. Lord Oreb, Capone and Prince Jacob followed behind. How do you feel, son? My head feels like it was in a vice, and my vision's still a little blurry. What happened? You were poisoned, my prince. You could have died. Poisoned? How? That's what we would like to know. Isaac, tell me exactly what you did before you started to feel sick. I, I was with Karina, and she wanted to meet hope but it was strange because she said she absolutely had to shake the Pope's hand and then she took out this hand cream but I, I took it from her hand cream yeah it wasn't even good hand cream A anyway put it on my hands and then I started to feel strange we need to find the woman Karita the medics say you are poisoned by something very toxic you! Have the prince's hands tested for poison residue! Was it the hand cream? Oh, how could I be so stupid? It's okay, son. No one is blaming anyone right now, other than the person responsible for poisoning you. Spot Mendes! Lock down the castle and find this Karina woman now! Bring her to the interrogation room. Sir, 
We need to convene all the lords present for an emergency meeting and conference those that are not. Someone just tried to assassinate the Pope right here in the Grand Castle. And I hate to say it, sir, but Princess Monica knows more than we suspected. Lord Oreb took immediate action to locate the mysterious woman, Corina. But she would prove to be elusive in the minutes following the discovery of the poison. When they did find Corina, she was already dead from a cyanide capsule she had in her mouth. So instead, Oreb took it upon himself to find and sequester Princess Monica and find out what she really knew about the would-be assassin. <coughs> Meanwhile in China, Lord Shelley and General Pershing were breaking China into pieces. A team of Knight Spartans had located President Wei and his generals and were closing in on them. In a panic, President Wei gave all his contingency plans to a designated survivor in the event he should be captured or killed. The designated survivor was given specific instructions in carrying out China's ultimate war strategies. As the Night Spartans made their way to President Wei's bunker, the designated survivor was dispatched to the far end of the country in the Xinjiang region. Sir, there's still a chance we can get you out of here. There are dozens of escape tunnels. Let's move now. No, Zhang Yao. I have trappers inside me. Somehow the Americans got the code and the frequencies to trap me. It's only a matter of time. If I go with the group, we will all be killed. No, I don't believe that. We can remove the tracker, or change the code, or- Stop! There's no time. We only have a few minutes. The Spartans that are coming are night Spartans. They have a heightened sense of awareness. They know you are here, and know you will escape through the tunnels. Believe me, every second you waste here with me, will lessen your chances of survival. Leave now, take the plans with you, execute them and destroy Jerusalem. Do not hesitate and whatever you do, do not underestimate King Asylus. I have outlined as many scenarios as I possibly could. Those will guide you for now, but my suggestion is you surround yourself with people you trust and bring the best minds to work with you. The fate of the People's Republic of China is now in your hands. You need to be our most valiant warrior. I will use everything you ever taught me, President Wei. You have been like a father to me. I will honor you always. First, you have to survive. Now, go. I'm only going to ask once, President Wee. 
Hand me the coach to access the MSS mainframe. I would never do that. Then you give me no choice. The access codes to the MSS mainframe, President Wheat. Give them to me, and the pain will stop. Never! You Americans will die! The codes! Go to hell! Sir, there's an incoming call. Urgent. It's from the Night Spartan. In the office now. Talk to me, the ball. Your Majesty, the primary target in China has been neutralized. So, President Wei is dead? Nabal, did you get the MSS access codes? Negative, sir. The target refused to give them to me. All I can say is the man endured serious agony and pain before he took his last breath. Very tough, sir. I know he was. He was a true warrior. Do me a favor, Nabal. Give President Wei a proper burial. Have white iris flowers to bury with him. Burn Joss paper as you lower him into his grave. And be playing loud music as you do it. Loud music, sir? It's traditional. It warns off evil spirits as he heads into the afterlife. Seriously, sir? Yes, do it, Nabal. As you command, Your Majesty.
China's designated survivor, Zhang Yong, escaped to a secret base just east of Urumqi. He ordered the stealth digger to operate around the clock until it was directly underneath the holy city of Jerusalem. Once it was under the famous dome of the rock, the digger was to change direction upwards and encircle the area three miles in circumference. The plan was to cause the most important section of the ancient city to collapse and destroy all the holy sites. From the Damascus Gate to the Mount of Olives. Commander, how close are we to reaching the holy areas? At the rate we're going, 24 to 48 hours. Good. We'll change direction now. Start heading upwards to the target area. We'll encircle from the borders and work our way around, spiraling upwards. It'll collapse from the middle and work its way outward. Sir, we are detecting seismic activity. What is happening? The tunnel behind us. It's collapsing! How is that even possible? We're looking into it now, sir. It may not matter. Whatever the Americans are up to, they won't be able to save their holy city. Silas, please tell Lord Oreb I didn't do anything wrong. Where's Jacob? Why can't I speak to my husband? My princess, I'm going to ask you again. Who is Karina, and why did you let her get close to the Pope? I told you, I don't know anyone named Karina. You are lying, Monica. You may have fooled my sons, but I assure you I cannot be fooled by the likes of you. Answer Lord Orb's question. Now who is she? She's... She's someone who's involved with the DOC. Why on God's earth would you let someone like that in here? Don't you know they are aligned with our enemies? I... I do know this, my king. It wasn't like I had much of a choice. Yeah. You, you always have a choice, Monica. But for the sake of argument, why would you have to be associated with someone involved with the DLC? <laughs> it was the only way I could learn the truth about my father. Your father was a brave man, Monica. He was a true patriot. A man I respected. Fought alongside with. A man of integrity. He would never have approved of you being a co-conspirator in plots against the Pope. 
You've read about one thing, Asylus. My father was a patriot. And he still is. That's why I had no choice. The hell are you talking about? What do you mean, he still is? Your father is dead. He died in the Civil War. I was at his funeral. I carried the casket and watched it be lowered into the ground. <laughs> you think you're the only one who thinks of all scenarios, King Asylus? Do you really think the Ordo hadn't thought of everything you might do? Well, you had the advantage all this time. But we waited for you to loosen your grip. We knew eventually you would get comfortable and think we were gone like the Drax. But there is a new Ordo now. And my father is the head of that new Ordo. Is it uh, starting to sink in now, Your Majesty? I totally underestimated you, Monica. And your sick and twisted Ordo. <laughs> you sure as hell did. What's worse is you are only scratching the surface of this. You see, you have a choice, Asylus. You can devote the next few days into figuring out who I'm working for and focus on that or focus on the situation in Jerusalem. What's it gonna be? Little old me? Or saving Israel's holy sites? Hmm. The clock is ticking. <laughs> you evil people never learn. You never quit, do you? Even when you're dead and buried, you rise back up out of the ground like zombies. <laughs> oh, when you leave here, I wouldn't bother with Lord Richards. My father's already taken care of him for you. But he's doing you no favors. Believe me. Tick tock. Tick tock. <laughs> Who's there? You know, I used to think you were like a brother, Andrew. But you were never my brother. A man don't lust for his brother's wife now, does he? Malcolm, I must be dreaming. You're, you're dead. Surprise, old friend. I'm not dead. I was never dead. I was just in the shadows, watching and waiting for the right moment. <laughs> The right moment for what? To kill you. And to kill all those that betrayed the United States of America and the Ordo. You joined the ranks of that traitor, General Roman. 
You climbed into bed with my wife, and you entered the realm of treachery. A Silas is no king. He's a fraud. He'll get what's coming to him soon. Malcolm, I thought you were dead. I would have never gotten involved with Vanessa if- Save it, Andrew. I don't want to hear your reasons. Nah, it don't matter because you'll never see the light of the sun again. <laughs> yeah, take one last look out your window. One last look at all those stars. <laughs> I'll give you a few more moments to think about how you betrayed me. How you betrayed our country. And how you betrayed our brotherhood. Oh, you have no idea how it burned me, do you? How it seared my heart to know night after night you laid in my bed next to my wife. How you tried to act like a dad to my daughter. It could have been any other man, any other man. And I could have lived with that. But now, nah, it had to be you. But tonight, I get my revenge. Tonight, my pain ends. Tonight, death comes for you. Malcolm? No. Wait! been listening to The Rise of King of Silas, episode 44, A Foot in the Grave, starring J.V. Torres as King of Silas, David S. Deer as Pope Innocent XIV, Amanda Haggist as Corinna, Liam Montgomery as Prince Isaac, Stephen Fisher as Lord Jeremy Orib, Ian Kim as Zhang Yong and Chinese Commander. Alexander Yang as President Wei. Paul Sadding as Nabal. John Doby as Lord Quentin Capone. Leila Bonet as Princess Monica. Victor Mapp as Lord Andrew Richards. Gary Scales as Malcolm Banks. 
and narrated by Sergei Brazhnikov. This episode features the song Losing My Religion by Suzy B. Download the music of Suzy B on Bandcamp.com today. For more information about the cast, the music, or other contributors to this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasilas.com for a full list on our Season 3 episode page. And now, a word from our podcast friend. Hi, I'm Sarah Steele, and I host a podcast called Let's Talk About Sects. I look at a different cult each episode, examining the group's leadership, beliefs, recruitment methods, member experiences, and any notable incidents during its existence. It's a monthly podcast with a heavily researched, deep-dive storytelling style. That's Let's Talk About Sects, and the website is ltaspod.com for all your podcast provider links. Hope you'll have a listen. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theatre in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2020. And stay tuned for the Season 3 finale, Episode 45. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E.com. com.